to pot in this together the podcast where we clean up gotham city abandon your children and live in the sewers because today we're watching batman returns batman returns to the big screen when a deformed man calling himself the penguin wrecks havoc across gotham with the help of cruel businessmen okay i'm sorry catwoman is the biggest person in this movie and she's not even mentioned in the bio for like is- yes her be for her being like this like women empowerment like blah 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 for them to not include her in the summary is just like the problem it's meta yeah it is yeah it's like the whole movie she's like men are always over walking over her and of course even in the promotion of the movie she's like second place Ugh, whatever okay so before we get into it hear me out christopher walken's character shrek was Jeff Bezos. Oh. And the penguin was Donald Trump. Are you saying this is prophetic symbolism? Um, well, I, I don't, I think every generation there could be like a new who are these people because I think yes. big greedy businessmen being evil and like evil pervy men getting power is unfortunately an ever, evergreen topic. This came out in 93? 92. 92. There were references of, like, global warming. Well, okay, we've known that's been a thing since, like, the fucking 70s, which is just, like, pathetic, but... Well, yes, but the greedy businessman who's polluting the world and causing toxic waste and global warming uh, is still a thing. It's still here. Yeah, we'll get into it, but I love how literal it was where, like, he's seeking power at any cost like literally he's trying to get a power plant built to get more power which gives him more power but it's like a very like hokey literal thing yes oh i see this is a capacitor that actually stores power i'm Mm -hmm. like okay but why what for like (laughs) yeah we can we get some more i think that's the point though where it's like jeff bezos and whoever else keeps acquiring more and more wealth and like there you could he could give away a hundred thousand dollars to like every one of his employees and like still be really fucking rich so like at this point his money is useless yes so So why are you yeah so like why 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 a power plant why more money okay (laughs) let's get to it yeah uh it starts out with danny elfman joins us he has entered the chat with his score for this movie oh my gosh like if you didn't know this was a tim burton movie you knew within five seconds of the Mm -hmm. oh oh I wonder, like, aside from, like, the different beats where it's, like, something happens on screen where something, like, pops out and there's, like, a drum or something, mm-hmm. um, if you could copy and paste, take, like, Edward Scissorhands and Batman Returns and swap the soundtracks, like, how long it would take somebody watching to recognize that it's not the, like, native actual soundtrack audio. It would take a while because it was very similar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, so- the titles are Birth of a Penguin. Birth of a Penguin 2, The Lair, The Lair 2. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. I know in the first 
uh, that man. There was some Prince songs, and I guess Warner Brothers had to like basically bully Tim Burton into letting them do it because he was like, "It'll ruin the scene. It'll date the movie." Okay. To be fair, though, I feel like the music does create its own universe, and I kind of appreciated it in this movie and in Edward Scissorhands. It feels like a closed environment, and I noticed mm-hmm. in this movie there were other songs uh like pop songs but they were instrumental versions and it was really cute i was like oh of course like a this there's a weird pop instrumental version of this song in this world like it made sense i feel like the topic of tim burton used to be better has been probably like beat to death or i don't know the phrase but talked about too much but like oh my god compare this to like don't alice in wonderland alice in wonderland <laughs> <laughs> what happened like I don't know. I want to, I used to be very, very into Tim Burton. And then obviously I'm not anymore for like various reasons aside from his like aesthetics. But like what happened? They used to be so unique and so like, it felt like a carnival, but it felt like what Gotham actually would be like in the old cheese comic books. I don't know. This is what, when I think of like fun, imaginative cinema, this is Mm kind of what I think of. You, you've seen you've seen Batman, like, the 1989 one, correct? The one that would have been before this? Yes. No. Okay, I, I, like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm surprised. <laughs> I don't know why. I missed that one, and I went straight to Batman and Robin. Well, okay, maybe that's more like, I don't, your parents are fairly normal. Kind I feel of. like normal people aren't nostalgic for old Tim Burton movies. True. Like, they have to have a little bit of, like, weirdness to them. So I could see that one being, like, it was too old for you to have watched on your own at any point. Mm-hmm. And also, like, too young to be, like, a nostalgic one that, like, you would have been visiting because it was, like, hip. Yeah. Because we're, like, 90s babies. And then we had, there were so many Batman movies in the 90s, like, you would always just revisit the ones you watched. Yeah. Was it also, it was also Michael Keaton, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't Tim Burton. This one? Oh, no, both of of them are Tim Burton. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, actually, so Tim Burton couldn't direct... Nightmare Before Christmas because he was doing this movie. But he still made Nightmare Before Christmas. He, uh, so I think the, the direct, yeah. So it's like still his, like, okay. But it's like if you watch like the same, the guy who actually directed um, Nightmare Before Christmas did Coraline. And so, oh, like, cool. You'll see a lot more similarities between like Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas than like Nightmare Before Christmas and any other Tim Burton movie. Okay. Like aesthetically, I think. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll go back and watch the first one at some point. From an outsider's perspective, this was definitely a sequel. Mm-hmm. In fact, very little of Batman happened in this movie. I was thinking, so um, earlier with this theme, Dustin and I watched Beetlejuice together and it took like 37 minutes for Beetlejuice to show up. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. I think it was a, an appropriate amount. And I feel the same with this movie. Like, give me more Catwoman. Like, I already know who Bruce Wayne is. He had the sure. whole first movie to introduce himself to us. I will say, though, we get so little of Bruce Wayne that the first time you see him, he's sitting at a desk staring into nothingness. With very good lighting, though. Like, he he knows he knows his lighting. He found it. He's just, like, waiting. Fair. But what do you want, Bruce? What are you doing? Who are you? What What's going on? Like, I needed, I needed him to, like, have anything going on in this movie, but he really didn't. He was just kind of lonely. And <laughs> looking for, for Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. Christopher Walken. He was handsome in this movie. He was so, he, he was, I was like, are you Johnny Depp's, like, cousin? Or, like, what? Did he have he, eyeliner on? He looked, I know this movie's, like, 30 years old at this point, but, like, it looked like he was 50 years younger than he is yeah. now. Maybe the hair and maybe the makeup, but I was like, oh, wow, what interesting features. Like, even the way he talked, like, this, 
I could tell from the first moment he was spoke that this was like a part for him. Like it was, it was perfect for him. Yeah. Jack Nicholson made some deal where he wouldn't basically by signing on to play the Joker, he got a percentage of the profits incurred by distribution of all DC comics produced Joker toys bearing his likeness, yeah. which earned him over a hundred million dollars. So normally when you sign on to a movie, yeah, you just like, if you're in like movie stuff, you get paid for it. But he was like, I'm not going to do it unless I get this deal also. Yeah. And I feel like that was maybe inspired by, I don't know if you knew that George Lucas, when he made Star Wars, um, kept the rights to the toys to himself oh, until yeah. super recently. And so like, even though he didn't maybe make a ton of profit off of Star Wars initially, like from the toy sales, which obviously blew up, like, yes. So I guess Jack Nicholson making bank on this movie pushed um danny devito into taking he's like take the role you have to take this role because you will make so much money true i still see some like old penguin toys around and like Mm. merch not to mention danny devito was also perfect for the role in this movie it had to be him i was thinking about that because i was like i I don't think it would have worked with it do you watch always sunny also a little bit I could see this character being what happens to his character, Frank, and Always Sunny, like, after the gang dies. He just, like, crawls into the sewer alone. Very weird. Yeah. Like, I, it's a natural progression for that character, which, like, I kind of, I love when they, there's cross, like, you could see it working for characters in multiple, multiple universes. The prosthetic nose was perfect, too. His, like, weird, like, when he wasn't wearing, like, the suit stuff, you could see little butt cheeks on the back of the costume. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, cute little Someone butt. had imagined that. Right. It was Tim Burton and his, like, filthy mind. I know it. What would a little penguin ass look like? Oh, huh? little penguin <laughs> butt. Oh. They, like, do the first take of the costume and it doesn't have it. He's like, it's missing something. Two, <laughs> things. <laughs> Two things, actually. <laughs> Where are the cheeks? Where are the mat? <laughs> Baby penguin. We don't know it's the penguin at first, but there's like two parents. The father's Paul Rubens, which is pretty funny. Pee Wee Herman himself. Um, their baby's hideous, and we don't see the baby at this point, right? And so they no. just put him in a little bassinet and Moses him down the sewers. They run very quickly to throw that baby over the water. <laughs> no, and we get the impression that they're like very wealthy, and they're like, "We this is unbecoming yeah. of our family." Yeah, and then the title sequence. I do like when title sequences like have something so like in this one we get the like the little sewer baby like going down the pipes and in the water and stuff and we get like it's world building it's not just like names yes that's all we get of the penguin Uh, but we also get okay at this point I was like wait did I put on Batman what am I watching well I told you I accidentally got the wrong movie and put on Batman it was Batman the Dark Knight Returns and it took me like 20 seconds to realize that this like desert scene with like a normal real world uh, car wasn't the start of a Tim Burton movie from 1992. <laughs> right. Christopher Walken is acting, act, acting, he is, he acts his ass off, like probably a little bit too much for this movie, but he's also it's asking a for a power plant. He is. And we don't ever really know why, except that he needs more power as we've established. Mm -hmm. He's also very rude to his assistant, shoots her down as she was going to give a suggestion. Okay, I will say, uh, I feel like the movie was playing it off like it was some sort of like sexist thing, like, oh, I can't let this woman talk in my meeting. But also we get the impression that she's a new hire. And so he's having this like high powered meeting. She's his assistant and she's just like, oh, by the way. And you're like, no, like we're having a meeting here. You didn't yeah, she was serving coffee for them. But also he does say, um, looks like your new secretary isn't house trained. 
Yeah. Which they, is kind of... They, they didn't handle it appropriately, but I still think that it, it was a little it bit It would have like been uncouth. out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Bad vibes all around, yeah. just saying. For sure. Um, it also happens to be the Christmas lighting ceremony. Did this make you excited for Christmas? I want it to be Christmas so bad. I oh. feel like in my head too late. Halloween's already fucked. We're not going to get to do anything oh. fun for Halloween. Uh, no. Right now it's October 10th. I don't know when this episode will air, but I, I'm not even, I'll probably just like drink and eat candy alone. Oh, yeah. Um Okay. Which, okay, honestly, is what I've done for, like, the past five Halloweens I, anyway, exactly. so it's not like it's really changing much. However, I think in my head, I'm like, Christmas will be, like, a whole other universe. Like, everything will be fixed by then. Like, give me Christmas now. No? Wow. Are you, does it feel hot? Should we turn down the heat? Do you, should we turn on, like, the AC? Do you need Arctic temperatures? Are you craving fish? Yeah, actually. Mr. 17 oh God, cans of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. How much fish do you have in your like ownership currently? I have tilapia, I have salmon, I have tuna uh, in multiple forms. Okay, and then on my end, I have a 455 square foot apartment and three cats. So I think our roles here are pretty established. Do you not have fish for your cats readily available? No, no, I'm just saying I think I resonated with Selena Kyle. Oh no, am I penguin and you're catwoman? <laughs> that's that's what I was getting at. I thought it was pretty obvious, but Oh no. Can I be someone else? <laughs> and you're like not myself, but also not him, please. The sewers really weren't that fun to grow up in. Don't want to go back. Not, not again. Okay, so then it's like the the Christmas tree lighting ceremony. He forgets his notes and he blames his jam secretary, Selena Kyle. Of course. They say her name so many times. Serena. Like, Serena. Oh, is it Serena? I thought it was Selena. Oh, I can't remember. Hold on. I want to make sure I don't mess The up. first Selena. time I wrote it, it's correct. It okay. is Selena? Okay. Yeah. I wrote Selena. No, I wrote Serena because I thought it was supposed to be like serene, calm before um, she turns crazy. That is pretty comic booky, huh? But yeah, he blames her and then he gives like a... <laughs> it was This is in my head where it clicked that in my head he was Jeff Bezos for the rest of the movie um, where he was just like, he was giving gifts or something to the town, like little baubles or something he called it. He's like, I wish I could give more, but I can't. But I'm just a lucky guy who, I'm just a schmuck who got lucky and I want to give back. And I'm like, you're super rich. You could give them more. You're just choosing not to. Right. But it's the equivalent of like when somebody is like, oh, we're this massive corporation and we're donating 10% of our profits to this cause because we care. So that speech was pretty good. And then all of a sudden there's like a giant gift. Holy moly. This is when I, I was like, I don't know. This is, I don't know where this movie's going to go. And then a giant gift rolls up in which clowns jump out of mm-hmm. with machine guns and bikes. And, and I was like, oh, this is the Tim Burton part. Okay. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I love acrobatic clowns. Like, I'm into that. It's scary, but also cool. This was fun, though. Things get wild fast. How terrifying. Okay, you're at, like, an event okay the scene is we're in new york city for christmas we're at the giant what is it the rockefeller square tree lighting yes where we got your hot cocoa you got some earmuffs on it's all cozy and fun escape the ice rink is over there Mm -hmm. you can see like kids like pushing each other mariah carey just failed a performance yeah so okay you're there you're in the scene oh yeah and then all (laughs) of a sudden there's like a truck rolls up the back open up 
opens opens up and then there's a bunch of like mischievous dudes okay this is like too real there's a bunch of people with guns that pop out oh god and start shooting at the crowd which oh my god (laughs) i'm thinking like in 1992 like that sort of situation wasn't something where they're like oh too real oh shoot that's yeah that's scary and that's very very scary and real same scene hold on same (laughs) scene and instead this truck pulls up and it's completely like encased in a box that makes it look like a gift. The back opens up, same dudes with guns, but this time they're acrobatic clowns. Way scarier. Oh, very terrifying. You don't know what they're going to do. So Christopher Walken is Jeff Bezos. Uh, the crazy clowns are the, are the police. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> okay, well, I did. Yeah. Um, oh, so this is when we get Batman. Yeah. He's sitting in his house he has a ring light set up because he's just like getting his angle oh he's like waiting for somebody to pick up a zoom call uh-huh and instead it's the back signal also like perfectly lights his face and he's like damn it gotta go i guess Darn. literally i was so busy staring <laughs> at the wall i was brooding from 3 to 4 p.m but i guess i have to stop that now alfred get my car ready who and plays my gazpacho. i don't know but i'm pretty sure the same guy plays alfred in later ones um i know in like new ones it's Michael Caine. Oh, you're not gonna like this. Oh, no. Guess what other bat... Oh, no, okay, he has been Alfred in other ones. He was in Batman and Robin. Okay, so he was just, like, rolling with it, but he was also the voice of the Dodo Bird in Alice in Wonderland. Tim is, like, Ryan Murphy. He likes to reuse people. Right, yeah. We get Batman, who has this cool little car. Ooh, cool. And it has buttons. Ooh, and a scream. Um, and he gets to run over people. How did he know who they who was bad and who was good? The clowns weren't killing anybody. They were like shooting into the air. They were being scary. They were being like scary and bad. Like I'm not on yes. the side of the clowns here. But then Batman literally lights one on fire with his car. Right? And I'm like, dude, is that safe? You're going to light a building on fire. And right. then he saves Selena from, from a, a clown. A, 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 taser it's not a gun the taser i'm like what was he gonna do like maybe shock her once and then leave like i will say it was cool because the clown was holding the taser up to her throat and then batman was gonna like shoot at him and he shoots the wall behind him and the clown is like aha you missed but then the wall pulls out and knocks over the clown yeah which is pretty cool that was yeah it was cool i'm just like getting burned alive yeah getting burned alive would be like the worst death he doesn't like kill the man he burns him alive thought i had when that happened was a lot more people got burned alive in older <laughs> movies. It used to be like the biggest stunt, like people getting lit on fire and then running around. Why do you think they don't do that anymore? I just, I feel like people are like, okay, we did that enough. Like We did it enough and also like it's uncomfortable to watch because then you're like, it is. is he okay? Like, is he <laughs> going to be in a burn unit? Did he so die? what's happening there? Yeah. <laughs> I feel, or maybe it was just like one stunt dude who did that and like now he doesn't work anymore so then shrek gets captured and they take him to the penguin Ooh, i did like this like he kind of wanders around tunnels and up to this point there'd been like whispers of like the, the man who lives in the sewers right it was cute i liked them building up <laughs> the penguin yeah and then he's like this little creepy pervert oh he's so creepy he has this weird clown posse he lives in the zoo at the like penguin enclosure, basically. Mm-hmm. And so basically the penguin wants Christopher Walken Shrek to like help him become part of society so he can find his parents or whatever. And Christopher Walken's like, why would I help you? And it's because the penguin has proof of the like sewage, the nuclear waste that's been coming out of the Shrek, like supposedly green 
power plant. Right. Along with records and his dead friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shrek killed. Yep. He has a habit of that, huh? Yeah. So that was that. That's Shrek is like, okay, I guess I'm working with this penguin dude. Yep. And then we get Selena, the executive assistant of Shrek. She's single. Her mom's annoying. Uh, apparently in this, I don't, I haven't had an answering machine short of like my phone's voicemail that I ignore. Like she's getting perfume ads in her voicemail. Oh yeah. Maybe that is weird. Like was maybe that a thing? a thing? I don't know. <laughs> and then like an old school pre-cell phone memo. Like she called herself and left a voicemail memo. Like, hey, you have to go back to the office and get the Bruce Wayne reports. <laughs> Unless you already got him, then you're fine. But you probably didn't because you're a dumb bitch. Oh my God. Maybe she really just wasn't a good secretary or assistant. She seemed like, because every time when she was alone, she was just like, you dumb bitch. Like, I hate you. You're such an idiot. You're so ugly. No wonder you're single. Your mom hates you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, you you, be nice to yourself. If you don't love yourself, Selena, like nobody's, like she didn't seem confident. Okay. But also she did have to like change who she was in order to allow men around her to feel okay about themselves. Like the message that was left behind by a guy she was seeing who's like, my therapist tells me I need like to build my own confidence. And she's like, maybe I should have just let him win racquetball. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like, ooh, yeah. I, I think there is like, I don't know. It's clearly like a man's idea of women empowerment mm-hmm. where she was the slummy secretary and had to turn into like sexy cat woman to be able to get confidence. Like she could right. be a slummy sec- secretary if she wanted to. She just has to like embrace who she is. Like she doesn't need to be like the yes. sultry. What I liked about Penguin and Catwoman backstories was that these Like, it didn't have to be political or, like, female empowerment. It was just, these are some crazy weird people, Mm -hmm. and here's what happened. So we don't, in this universe, have to, like, try and analyze, like, what does this mean about our society? Because Tim Burton is like, this is Gotham. Like, it's weird. (laughs) These people are fucked. It's true. I will say, though, like... Her, okay, so from this, like, she goes back to the office because she did indeed forget the files. And while there, she meets Shrek. And we find out that he, like Kanye West, have the worst passcode on their private files. Um, It was literally his dog's name who he has, like, stuffed in his office. Right. Aldo. Um, And so she, she had gotten those files from him to prepare for the meeting with Bruce Wayne that was coming up, but she found secrets and like, she clearly wasn't going to tell anybody, but Christopher Walken was inconvenient. So he like, I love the death scene. It's super good at him being evil because he like threatens to kill her, pretends to, and then they like laugh it off. Kind of like, haha, I thought you were really going to do it. And then he does it. He throws her out the window. Right. And you can see like, Oh, he's actually has no soul. Yeah. Like, if he would just, like, killed her out of rage, like, that's, like, fucked up and still bad. But the fact that he, like, took a second to laugh about it and give her false hope and then do it is, like, pure evil. Can you explain the next part since you're a cat person? Okay, I don't understand her origin story in this. So she, like, falls into garbage and there's a bunch of stray cats who, like, suckle on her fingers. (laughs) And then she turns into Catwoman, right? Just making sure that's what I saw, too. Because, yeah. Maybe... Okay, I'm starting to think maybe it's just a psychological thing and not a superpower thing. She, like, knows fighting, though. Like, I can get as confident and, like, be as self-assured as I want to be. Like, I'm not going to know fighting. But have you disassociated from your mental state to be a cat woman? Maybe four cats will do the trick. Yeah, you should not try another. (laughs) 
Never mind. Because she later on claims to have like amnesia or she can't remember something clearly. I think she was saying that to make Christopher Walken like nervous. So like, does she remember I killed her? Does she not? Is she going to go to the cops? No, but later on when she has her realization, it seemed like she legit didn't know she was Catwoman. That's why in the end, it was like maybe Batman and her could be together. I don't know. Okay, let's get to the end. Maybe we'll like have a break in this character while we're discussing Right, 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 right. Um, okay, so Catwoman falls on the ground. Cats lick her. She's crazy. Go home. (laughs) Blend up stuffed animals. Break signs. Okay, I Um, do want the hell here sign. Like, that's iconic. It's so, like, it could go, like, above my bed or, like, above my computer or something. It was cute. Um, She spray paints the walls. (laughs) And then there was a scene where she's spray painting a bed in the bedroom. I was like, okay, Tim Burton, I can tell that this is, like, a fake miniature set. And then it zooms out and it's her (laughs) Her dollhouse. I was like, okay, good. Okay. And there was really no rhyme or reason. She was, like, she went to her closet and like got out the spray paint and I thought maybe she would like spray paint like a catwoman signal no, or like just icon. crazy just like I, I loved that that there was no she was just like destroying yeah. her apartment without like any like point right it didn't have to have a point and I love that she had like a 90s so, like if this happened to me today it would just be me like cutting up a shitty hoodie and turning it into a catwoman suit but since it's like the like early early 90s she still has like an 80s vinyl raincoat that she can cut up and turn into right. her costume I will say this lasted a long time. Like this whole bit of her going crazy. I loved it. Best part of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I think Catwoman is like the real star. Like everybody's going to talk about like the little pervert Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's barely in the movie. Little pervert's a little pervert. Like you can get that anywhere. Like Catwoman is the yeah. bread and butter of this movie. Penguin and Shrek have made this deal and they're going to make him look good. So at some other commencement ceremony... They have, like, one of the clowns steal the mayor's baby and run into the sewer, and then out comes Penguin. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, Mr. I'm trying to steal this baby. No, you can have it, Mr. Penguin. Like, basically making it look like the penguin saved the baby. Right. Cool. And everyone's like, oh, my God, there is a penguin man, and he is good. I feel like that's how it would go. Yeah. If people wouldn't question it at all. Like, if this became a viral story, like, people would be like, oh, my God, this is so heartwarming. Right. Man lives in the sewer, but he has a heart. Yeah. We need to get a GoFundMe. Oh my God, yes. He would have the biggest GoFundMe of all time. Penguin wants to figure out who his parents are, is his whole ploy. And Batman's watching the news and Alfred's like, what do you think, Mr. Keaton? (laughs) Mr. Wayne? Right. Batman's like, oh, um," like you can tell Batman feels like something's weird going on, but he hasn't quite put words to it yet. So he's like, oh, I hope he finds them. Right. And then maybe this will all go away and I can just like keep brooding in my house. From my view in this movie, he's just like kind of a nobody. Like you just have to have him there because he's Batman. Right. Um, Because Catwoman and Penguin are literally stealing the show and uh, Mr. Shrek. I think literally like Batman isn't beloved because of batman i think it genuinely is like a franchise where the villains make it like when you think of batman you're not like batman's the coolest guy ever you're like wow the joker's so crazy and the riddler what's he gonna do Mm, yeah and being able to be in gotham especially in these ones where you're like oh cool the giant presence and the sewers and the why aren't why don't we have more colossal sculptures like i need giant statues everywhere if i'm gonna live in a city I think you gotta go to Europe. Dang it. That's where you made your mistake. 
I just need more like weird, crazy statues. Please, just like can we get on in that? General in public spaces would be nice. Yeah, um, we'll get on it. Yeah, yes. there was the one outside of City Hall here that got burned down. Oh. <laughs> so there's your answer. <laughs> okay. That's why we don't have nice things. Um, parents, or Penguin visits the parents who gave him up their grave. We don't really get a backstory, but they're they're dead. He finds out his real name is Oswald. Oswald Copperbottom. And he does the speech in front of all the reporters like, oh, I forgive them and I have completely moved on. And all the reporters are like, news is in, he forgives them, he's moved on. Like that wasn't even his point in being here. He, he doesn't care. Yeah. Because he has other plans. Catwoman ends up saving a girl. She says something like, well, you make it so easy for him, huh? Victim blaming Catwoman. That's not yeah, okay. It's not. It, this was a dumb, it like didn't serve any purpose. Um, but the next scene is her in the office with Shrek and Bruce. So you're like, ooh, weird. All of this is going on. And she has this newfound confidence. She got some LASIK. She got a haircut. Mm-hmm. She knows how to like style her clothes. It's the same clothes, but like styled better. Just 90 girls, 90s girls things, you know, taking off the glasses. Shaking out her, her hair. Down. Catwoman shows up to this meeting and Bruce is enamored uh, because he loves a confident, quirky woman, I guess. I um, mean, she's objectively hot. Oh, yeah. And she's running the show. She's like, oh, I'll see you out. Don't forget your coat. Um, you know, we know Bruce is a bottom, so. <laughs> okay, but like what stood out to me in the scene, I don't wear business men's clothes, but like, are you to the level of fancy? Do you have a suit? No. Okay, well, if you had a suit, would you wear a coat with it? That's like, to me, like the, the jacket on the suit is like the coat. Right. And then the fancy men have like the extra coat that goes over that coat. Like that's right? how you know you're like a proper businessman. Also... It is still 90 degrees in Texas. Even then, I wouldn't. I hate suits, and I don't want one. That's so many pieces, yes. Joan. That's like 19 layers. Lot. And yeah, that would be so expensive, too. Right. It, for it to look good. Because like, you still want everything to be... Like, that's the thing that always gets me with suits, and I don't mean for this to be like a men's fashion podcast, but like, men's suits seem like they're difficult to fit. Oh, yeah. Like, they have to be tailored or... yeah. So that's what stood out to me is that like, she's like, oh, you forgot your coat. And I'm like, but he's wearing one. I'm like, am I just not fancy enough to like know that that's a thing? It's winter in Gotham, which I, to me is like winter in Chicago, like windy, okay. cold, snowy. I think icy. I've always pictured Gotham as New York, but I think Chicago works much better. Nothing happens from that meeting. Bruce is like, hey, this penguin dude is, is sus. And Shrek is like, no, he's not. <laughs> That's going to be the line of this podcast that makes people know for sure that we filmed it in October. <laughs> <laughs> Penguin dude is sus. Um, but from here we get Shrek and the Penguin are chatting. And then like the Penguin is like, I found out my parents are dead. I don't want anything else to do with any of this. Like I've hit my mission. And so then Christopher Walken gives the Penguin a fresh fish and like basically like like tricks him into following him it'd be like if you held like a treat up to a dog like the dog follows mm. you um and so i thought he was setting him up for a trick where it's like let's right. let the people now see that you're eating this fish like a nasty boy because he's just like eating it raw blooded all over his face yeah. I, I, it was gross it was, really, it was gross. really gross and then instead it's like he's at this office where everybody's just applauding for him and it says like yay oswald we love you and i'm like what are you 
do it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. It was such a great twist, especially because we had, like, the dark, dank streets of Gotham. And then to see, like, this weird office party setting, you're just like, you could tell that Tim Burton was like, we have to get this wild, weird penguin character into the most mundane setting ever which is an office the vibe that it gave me too is like when somebody at work is like let's do a surprise birthday party for this person and then like everybody like who doesn't even i remember one time at my office it was like somebody who worked in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. like i didn't know who it was but apparently like some people had like a really close relationship with this person so we all had to like go for like this person's birthday and be like yay carol good job and like clap and it was just like weird because i'm like yeah which one's carol like we didn't know when she showed up and like it it had that vibe where it was just like this could be like any office where everybody's like okay we're all clapping for the penguin it's that guy okay cool we're excited he has a fish over his face i'm not gonna ask maybe it's a medical thing (laughs) he's bleeding now the black ooze is coming out of his nose it's fine he let him do him we're excited for you honey like um however he does end up eating someone's nose off (laughs) He has an iron deficiency. Yeah, very hungry. Um, but apparently this is like kind of a marketing campaign, PR, political campaign office, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they're like trying to gussy him up. They're giving him the woman from Pee-wee's Big Adventure who is the tour guide at the Alamo. Oh. Have, have you seen that one? Yes. Okay. Um, she's like, tries, she's like, okay, so we have some gloves. We're going to use these to like cover up your hands. So I think Shrek's plan was here's this weird dude we can get him to win for mayor and then i can completely control him and just like still be able to do all the things i need to do i love how he bites off someone's nose someone's nose and then he makes all these really lewd comments about a lady okay that that literally though is where he's like oh if you're a politician you get to grope people and he says something like um at one point when Catwoman's like, hey, we should work together. We both hate Batman. He's like, ah, just the pussy I've been looking for. And I'm like, okay, I thought he was kind of Trumpy before, but like now it's, yeah. It now makes we're, sense. Yeah. How was their satire about Trump back in a 90s movie? Not even Trump is like, it's kind of sad that like, we know that like these pervy guys have power and can kind of say whatever they want because people devalue women so much that I'm just like, and I know like a lot of like straight dudes will kind of be like, no, somebody who's that blatantly awful couldn't be in power. Like- Like, I really disagree there, where it's just kind of like, nobody cares. They're kind of like, oh, silly old pervy Uncle Ron. Like, Well, just like how the penguin bites someone's nose off, makes all these weird comments, but everyone in the office is like, okay, let's do this. Let's make him Mm -hmm. mayor. This is where this movie kind of like loses me because things just start happening. And I'm like, I don't know why this is happening. So there's more clowns out in the street and Batman comes to like stop them and he straps a bomb to one and like <laughs> it blows up. And I'm like, yeah. Batman is the only one who has killed someone's this far. Batman's like pretty brooding. And like, I don't think that's the right word for like murdering people, but he's kind of just like sad and taking it out on Gotham. Yeah. When I think clowns, I think the Joker. Me too. And like later on, we get to see some little penguins with, um like bombs strapped to their backs but like i wanted more penguins like more more militarized penguins because like when i see the clowns i think the joker like who's not in this movie yes like and if they had made like a little offhand comment where maybe like the penguin borrowed them from the joker since he was in the first batman sure but like as much as i love an acrobatic clown like give me something more penguin themed please yeah but no we just get (laughs) clowns and batman is still knocking them out 
and Catwoman's there and she's maybe stealing stuff. I don't know. She's a jewel thief in the comics and stuff. So maybe that was them being like, technically we've been accurate to the comics. I guess. But then the Penguin, Catwoman, and Batman all meet up for a second and exchange words and then they all leave. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I have something at eight, so I got to get out of here now. Um, we'll fight later. Cool. Cool. Well, they're all like not bad enough yet that they can really do anything. I just like Batman holds, he, he doesn't pause before lighting clowns on actual fire when those are clearly the henchmen of the penguin who he could definitely take in a fight. Just get it over with. Like, just, just, you know, he's the word, just light him on fire. Like, do whatever you've right. been doing to all of these clowns the entire, like, why does he draw the line? Like, oh, not the boss. I can't, I can't do it to him right now. Batman doesn't do anything, but Catwoman does. She's like, I'll, I'll just team up with this penguin dude uh, to get rid of Batman, which I don't know why. Why did she want to get rid of Batman? Man in power. Yeah, another man, I guess, that she thought shouldn't be there. While they're having, like, a fight at one point, she talks about how, because, like, he ends up pushing her off a building and she falls in cat litter and she's, like, saved by cat litter. And I thought it was going to end there, but then she actually laughs at the line and, like, the irony of the situation. I was like, that's perfect. Thank you. It was good. Yeah. But she keeps comparing, like, the guy dumped her, Christopher Walken tried to kill her, and then Batman tried to kill her. I'm like, even if you're an evil person, like, you have to know Batman trying to kill you after you guys fight is not the same as Christopher Walken killing his secretary. I love how when she's fighting with Batman, um, he hits her and she's like, oh my god, I'm a woman, how could you? And then she, like, starts fighting him back. And she's like, yeah. I mean, I'm a woman and you should not underestimate me. Underestimate. <laughs> she has so many good one-liners in this one. Yes. Where it was, like, at one point, she's, like, she has a bunch of cats in her apartment. And <laughs> she, when she's still, like, sad and alone, her cat comes back home. It's, like, an outdoor cat. And she's like, oh, out from another night of sexual escapades, Miss Kitty. Right. And she's, like, jealous of her cat having, right? having cat sex. And then, like, later she becomes the cat woman and she's talking to her cats, which relatable. And she's like i don't know about you miss kitty but i'm feeling so much more yummy oh my god (laughs) this movie was weirdly horny for a batman movie it really was (laughs) they catwoman and bruce go on a date too and they get a little little handsy they almost like alfred catch he's like keep the door open kids like (laughs) (laughs) right the sexy lady who's wearing like a sparkly leotard who's the one who's responsible for the so they were supposed to do the christmas tree lighting clown showed up and fucked it up so now they're trying again yeah i think she's called the ice princess it's something like that some princess but yeah she's abducted by the penguins people but he makes it look like it was batman and that's what interrupts their date because basically like they're trying to make the city not trust batman anymore right okay so there's a lot of fighting that happens Penguin ends up like pushing off the princess from a building, but using bats in an umbrella. Oh my God. Wait, did we get did we, uh, the part? Sorry. I just remembered like the funniest part in this movie. So like Catwoman wants to team up and we're kind of rewinding a little bit here. And like, it's a really sexually charged scene where like, there's an insinuation, like she's like, Hey Penguin, Batman is a fly in both of our ointment. And then he's like, ointment, scented or unscented. And I'm uh... like, is that a a lube joke because like scented lube like there's flavored lube but like scented lube isn't like a thing i'm like is he just literally talking like ointment maybe he'll like rub it on her or something like it was a weird like sexual thing but also kind of like creepy yeah i thought that was lube too but then immediately she's like i feel dirty I think I need to clean myself. And she just like licks herself and he's like super into it. The penguin like lays down on his bed 
And like, he's like, yes, this is a perfect plan. And like crosses his arm over his body. And I was like, what's this little pervert going to do right now? And he makes like a shadow puppet of a bat with his hands, like on the screen. It just goes, ca-ca! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, does he, bats don't what? make noises. <laughs> like that's not, the whole scene was just like so. It's very weird. Oh. Okay, so fast forward back to where we were. The town thinks that Batman's bad now. Gotham is like, maybe he's not the good guy. New Mayor Cobblebottom is going to be the good guy now. We've exposed Batman. And then Batman gets into his car. And, like, in 1992 world, having a screen in your car would be, like, this is before, like, DVD, like, kid movie yeah. things in the back seats of minivans. And so the Penguin has hacked the car, uh, the Batmobile, and then he's like, welcome to the Copper Bottom Penguin Driving School. Might be a bad time to tell you, but my license has expired. <laughs> it's really funny. He makes Batman drive through, like, hordes of people, mm-hmm. police chase, etc. In my head, like, okay, I'm very much for, and I've thought about this before. I think it was mentioned in, like, a, I know it was mentioned in a Vlogbrothers thing where it's like, if Batman genuinely cared about Gotham, he would invest in the infrastructure of Gotham, like making the schools better so that there were less, like, hey, Maybe our drinking water is messed up because it seems like we have a lot of villains. <laughs> like, let's call it, like Anything. let's fix that. Yeah. Instead of like doing his like rich boy fantasy of being like the hero of Gotham. Right. But if you lived in Gotham and there's like this dude who's been like there for you and like protecting you at his own personal peril, and then all of a sudden he's like running into like running into you and stuff, you'd be like, is he okay? Like, you wouldn't be like, oh my god, Batman's actually bad. You'd be like, no, he was like definitely good before though. Like, is something going wrong right maybe <laughs> someone's taken his car maybe it's not batman yeah but also i could see it where it's like on reddit or twitter or whatever if somebody's like canceled yeah we all hate this person everybody's like okay sure good enough for me let's right fuck that guy <laughs> so yeah everyone hates batman for a brief moment though <laughs> it's it's a very unnecessary part of the story um because immediately after that mr oswald or penguin <laughs> goes to have a speech it's so where good. Batman replays like everything he was saying while he took over his car mm-hmm. or in the Batmobile. There's a scene before this too where Alfred's like hacking. He's like, "We got a recording. I've got the CD," and like holds it up oh for Batman. Oh my god! And then Batman puts it on and then like plays it like a record. Go, 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 like, go, go, like, like I hate this town. I and I was like, this doesn't prove anything. Like he's saying things that aren't that far off from what he was saying. And the town's like, oh, we hate the penguin now. And I'm like, I wish we had this level of clarity in our own being, like in our own circumstance where Trump's like, fuck y'all. And everybody's like, he didn't, you're taking that out of context. Right. He, he really didn't mean it. He's still a good guy. Everyone can throw vegetables at him then. So I guess they really wanted Danny DeVito to get a body double at the part where everybody starts throwing food at him. And he's like, this is my craft. And like actually just <laughs> did that scene. It was so good. And the way he turns around, he's like, somehow everyone always has tomatoes on them. <laughs> it's so good. Penguin is pretty mad about this though. And he returns to a sewers home, you know. I mean, like, really, if you've lived there your whole life, you're probably, like, you don't care about the shit water at that point. Like, you have a massive amount of land that nobody's, like, stealing from you. Not yeah. the worst. It's not. This is where we get the penguins that should have been in it the whole time instead of the clowns. Or yes. Bruce goes to the, it's the New Year's Eve party, I think, but everybody, it's like a New Year's Eve Christmas Halloween party. <laughs> yeah. People were wearing costumes, except Bruce didn't, of course. And then, yeah, Christopher Walken's like, what are you, dressed up as the shitty bachelor nobody likes? Ha 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 ha. And I was like, yeah. I mean, the, uh, this, nothing happens here other than Catwoman coming 
uh, or Selena, and she dances with Bruce, and that's when they kind of realize who each other are. Yeah, there was like a line previously when they were fighting where they're below mistletoe because Christmas, because Tim Burton, and he's like, mistletoe. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, can you imagine you're like at a party or something and you're like feeling things with another person and you're under mistletoe and instead of being like, can I smooch you? He's like, if you eat that, you die. <laughs> Oh my god. Because that's the equivalent. They're like, she's on top of him. They've been fighting, but there's like some chemistry there. And he looks up and he's like, oh, look, we're under mistletoe. If you eat that, it's deadly. (laughs) Like, now it's not the time for some science facts, you dweeb. Right. I also love how the mistletoe is always just like, you have to really look. Like, they have really good vision. It's far up there on the ceiling, mixed in with other decorations yeah and like when the camera pans up to see it like it does the focus on the mistletoe and they're blurred for a second it's like a very artistic shot but it's also kind of like so same party and like you're about to smooch somebody and you both stop and you're like is there mistletoe is there mistletoe can we do this like hold on oh no i think i see some up there we're good and then they're like (laughs) it could kill you i can't can't really tell maybe just don't eat any don't eat any of the christmas decorations (laughs) why are why or Christmas, because we have poinsettia too, which I don't think is poisonous to humans, maybe, but cats definitely to, can't eat yeah, it. right. But, like, maybe not poisonous plants for decoration. They're not as pretty. But, yeah, it's like, uh, mistletoe can kill you if you eat it. And she's like, a kiss can also be dangerous if you mean it. I think I butchered that. But, like, it's, yeah. they say that during the fight, and then they say it during the dance part. And Susie and the Banshees is playing in the background the face-to-face song that like really works for the scene and also really doesn't work for the movie as a whole yes but then that's when they like they reverse like he says what she said previously and she says what he says and she's like oh fuck do we have to fight now okay luckily all of this gets ended abruptly by an explosion in the floor well, first he's like, we should go outside so they can fight outside without everybody seeing them. And then the explosion. So there's like a weird like force, like, oh, we need to not be here. And then the explosion happens. Yeah. Penguin comes there. He tries to like take the mayor's son, Chip. but Who's, Shrek who's is a like, grown man also. Chip yeah, yeah, is yeah. like a beefy, like uh, also just like punch the penguin. Like why is nobody just like knocking this guy out maybe that's why they established the nose biting off scene because like nobody wants to get too close to him because they're like we don't is he just gonna like bite me like we don't know. <laughs> i don't know he, penguins are scary okay yeah especially they, when they're costumes with men in them <laughs> with little butt cheeks oh god but he takes shrek uh because shrek convinces him to Oh, because he has this whole thing where, like, before the party, he's like, everybody's going to get all juiced up and I'll steal their firstborns. <laughs> oh, yeah. He tries to take everyone's children, which this never really pans out because the no. next scene, it's a note left by Batman that says, I picked up all the kids. Sorry. You can't have them because he goes from, like, the firstborn to, like, I'm going to take all the babies because men and he's what, what it was like a really creepy line he's like the genders are equal when their androgynous zones are blown to smithereens and i'm like they're babies oh, do God. not call it that thank you Ew. so penguin's plan really is not like working out and then he's like i have to send out my brothers and he has a speech to his penguins who are strapped <laughs> with missiles so good hundreds of penguins with like missiles but like cartoony missiles stuck to their back yes. now is the time we take over gotham and the penguins are like yeah oh this didn't really work out and i didn't really think it was going to anyway <laughs> right it could have been cut but i'm glad it wasn't um batman like is blocking the signals basically so none of the penguins can like explode 
That's it, really. <laughs> okay. Um, right? Yeah. There's a lot of fighting at this part that, like, didn't it seem doesn't to really... matter. Yeah, the penguin is doing things. Batman is headed towards the tunnel of the sewer to get there. Penguin tries to escape and Batman, like, stops him but hits the button to explode the penguins. But then they don't explode. They just, their missiles go off. Yeah. I don't think they died. I'll go with that. I don't want to think about them all dying. That's too sad. But the zoo goes up in flames. <laughs> it seemed like the zoo was like, we only saw penguins there though, right? Like it was an abandoned yeah. situation. Can you imagine like, let's go to the zoo, but the penguin only zoo. Oh God. And the sad penguin only zoo with a man in the middle of it. <laughs> By brothers. It is funny. Like uh, the penguin, like, there's like a whole thing with Batman and the Penguin and Catwoman at this point. Yeah. And then Christopher Walken comes back and it's after Selina and Batman have taken off their masks. Catwoman like tries to kill Shrek, but Batman stops her and he's like, I'm the same as you. I'm a half person. No, you're just a dude in a costume. <laughs> yeah. And so she gets out her handy dandy taser. It's so good she stole that before. I'm glad it paid off. Me too. And it was a big bulky taser, but she kills Shrek, basically. How she does it, though, is like she walks up to him because he's threatening to like expose the identities or whatever. And Batman, cool with killing clowns, cool with maybe killing penguins, not cool with killing the, the bad guys. The huge criminal who's yeah. ruined the city that you're trying to save. And so he's like standing near these like wires or something. So she like reaches up and grabs him and then uses the taser to like generate the electricity through herself and then kisses him to death with shocks. See, they both get what they wanted. Her deadly kiss and his extra power. He got it. You're right. That was on purpose. Yeah. And then like the penguin dies. I this this was really unnecessary. But I loved it because like okay, it's unnecessary. I it's unnecessary. I will give you that. But then we get like little penguin pallbearers who like walk up to his like creepy dead body. It was so creepy. And then like push him into the water. It was like don't even bother having a funeral for me if you do not have six penguins pushing me into water. Oh, ominously God. also the scene of him falling face forward in his little butt it's just like <laughs> so, yeah everybody talks about one of the other i think it's the george clooney batman is he the one with the nipples yeah um nobody talks about penguin butt <laughs> yeah no one does <laughs> we're missing out that's what we need more discussion of and then at the very end batman or bruce sees a cat I really liked, though, how throughout the movie, the penguin had, like, all these bird references. He had, like, the duck boat. There were crows everywhere. He had, like, I don't know. There's other parts where He has a pet bird that Selena Kyle almost eats. Right. And same with uh, Catwoman, who has all these cat references. Well, actually, at the very end, we do see Catwoman, who's, like, staring off into the moon. I feel like it was implying that there was going to be a... What's a sequel to a second movie? A, a trequel? A trequel. <laughs> Is there going to be a trequel? So Tim Burton doesn't typically, like at this point, I mean, Alice in Wonderland now, but at this point in time, he hadn't done sequels really. Like the there right. were sequels to his movies. Like there was the Pee-wee's like Big Top Adventure or whatever, but he didn't typically direct the sequels. So this was the first time that he had done directed a sequel to his own movie. Right. So I wonder if they were trying to like push him into doing a third. Oh God, probably. Yeah, that's this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, we did it. That's yeah. Batman Returns. I finally watched The Penguin and Catwoman. Um, do two truths and a goof. Oh yeah, are we doing this? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Batman doesn't wear boots in the movie. They're Air Jordan 8s connected to an upper, which gave the boot-like feeling. Oh, God. The Batman costume weighed 55 pounds, or 25 kilograms. Or Rowan Atkinson was considered for the role of the Penguin. That's the Mr. Bean. So two of these are true. And one of them is false. Correct. I I really hope the first one is false. Um, I, why wouldn't he just wear real boots? Number one is false. But oh, it's because thanks. it was Air Jordan 6s, not Air Jordan 8s. Oh my god. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Michael Keaton, just wear boots. I don't think he got to choose. <laughs> Your suit already weighs 20 pounds or whatever. The, there was a trivia piece where like, they changed, I guess, the bat suit from the first one to this one and at his request put zipper in the pants. Could I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just going to read. There's like a lot of really fun trivia on this okay. IMDb. So let's I'm going to kind of read through them. So number one, Danny DeVito remained in character between takes, which like... Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just imagine being like a like a PA on the set or something or in charge of like craft services and you're just like hi honey and you're like please sir I know if you're, you're gonna be that weird <laughs> and have claw hands and try and get your coffee you can keep you can stay in character okay <laughs> I, I just like imagine him like hitting on you or something and not even from like a sexual harassment is bad just like, he's so vile in this movie it would just be like Ugh, ugh, ugh. No, please. At least 50% of the Warner Brothers lot was taken up with Gotham City set, so I think there's our answer for why they don't make movies like this anymore. Wait, how much? 50% of the Warner Brothers lot. Wow. <laughs> when asked during a 2007 talk show appearance if she ever felt nostalgic and put on the cat suit to amuse her husband, which, like, men never get that question, like, hey, Ben Affleck, what? do you put on your bat suit to make your lady horny? Like, phrasing. Okay, but you know he does, but yeah. <laughs> Beside the point, Michelle Pfeiffer stated that once filming was over, she never wanted to see the costume again for as long as she lived. Which, I, like, can you imagine how sweaty it yeah. was? Would you watch this again? I think I would. I would definitely revisit the first movie since I've never seen it. And then you come can't back revisit something you've never I meant watched. like revisit this universe I get you. by watching the first one and then maybe decide if I want to watch the second again. They're so different. Like, okay, this movie was real horny. The first one is not. Like, I'll give you that because oh, like, never mind. I won't watch it. <laughs> no longer interested. I feel like I've put a hold on Batman movies because it, it, they were so hyped when Dark Knight stuff came out yeah. that I was like, okay, I'm I'm just not into this universe right now. I don't want to deal with this. Did you see I, Dark Knight? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I've seen all. I've seen pretty much all the Batman movies except for these. Who would you recommend it to? Oh, I would recommend this to anyone who hasn't seen this movie. Like, you should. I mean, it exists. It's there. It was a fun part of history in film. I feel. Um, and Catwoman. I would definitely watch this again. I think I watch it every few years. Seeing it at the Draft House. I love this, the movie theaters here. I think it's like a thing everywhere now at this point. Like not just the Draft House. We're like, okay, non-COVID times, but where theaters have started playing like old movies again. Yes. Yeah. I And even if, if you're a person who's like, why would I pay $10 to go see a thing that I could just like watch at home? Like seeing these movies, I saw, like I said, like with the drag brunch, there's like drag queens announcing it and stuff. But even without that, like seeing a movie that you know is just like, especially if they're campy and have like the energy that Michelle Pfeiffer is giving off in this movie. Yeah. 
people already know they enjoy this thing, so they're going there to have a good time. Yeah. And so this is one that I think is really fun to watch with a crowd because, like, when stupid stuff happens or when Catwoman, like, licks herself, like, everybody just goes batshit and it's, like, right. really fun. Right. And you can see it on the big screen and mm-hmm. um, have a chance to appreciate it. Kind yeah, of there's, like, more of an ambience when you're in, like, a chilly movie theater with all the lights off than, like, sitting right. at home. So I would suggest it to people who, like, have the opportunity to see it with, like, a group. Like, this would be a good movie night movie, I think. Ooh, Yeah. Okay. If you want to stare broodingly at the wall in good if you, lighting. If you want to help Josh find good light to brood in, where can you send suggestions? I don't know. I would check Twitter at Pod and Together or Facebook at Pod and Together or send an email at podandthistogether at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes or anywhere else. <laughs>